This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 154th episode of Talk Direction. And I would like to welcome everyone to Nile November. Um, We are doing a little Nile spotlight in November because October was very Harry focused and we thought, why not switch it up? and turn the spotlight on Niall. So this is our first episode of Niall November, and we're going to be talking about all the covers he's done. He's done a lot of covers um, over his time as a solo artist, so we're going to dive right into those. We did one for Harry a couple weeks ago, um, and now it's Niall's turn. Um, But before we get into that, uh, I wanted to make some announcements. Firstly, Lucia is now on the Twitter and the Instagram and the email and all that good stuff, um, which took a while because I had to get it all set up, (laughs) but she is finally (laughs) on. um, So that's very exciting. Have you actually logged on yet? I don't think you have because I haven't gotten any notifications. (laughs) (laughs) I have not logged on yet. Um, I'm kind of a mess right now, uh, <laughs> but I will soon. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We'll have to coordinate when we tweet and stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's going to be really fun to have you on because I like it's definitely hard to do the Twitter by yourself because there's so much interaction happening, which I love. Um, yeah. But then once you start to get behind in answering people, it's so hard to start again because you're like, oh, well, I have to answer everyone else that tweeted already um yeah and so you stop stop doing it all together because it's so much pressure (laughs) um but yeah yeah I'm excited to be on it because sometimes I want to tweet stuff but then I'm like are my three followers gonna see this (laughs) (laughs) I know yeah I mean there's definitely there's more people on the talk direction but sometimes you only get like one or two like or one like and you're like oh I guess that wasn't a very good tweet or something (laughs) um but yeah, I was actually doing a whole bunch of polls over on um, the Twitter this past yes, yesterday, I guess. Um, I, maybe we should discuss those on TDDL today as well. Oh, yeah, that would be good. That could be a good idea. Um, but yeah, before that, we wanted to also say that tomorrow is November 3rd. I mean, not November 3rd, November 3rd for us recording, but I mean, for when this is released, it's November 6th, which Mm -hmm. is um, the day to vote. Um, Everyone who is a U.S. citizen should be voting, um, whether that's uh, via uh, the absentee ballot. Hopefully you've done that already if you're outside the country or away from your um, state and voting area, or just if you've done early voting, that's also amazing. Um, but yeah, this is the, the, tomorrow is the day to vote. So please, please do that. It's super, super important. Um, I mean, I saw on Twitter people saying, um, that like this election is some, in some ways more important than the presidential election, because, um, this is the one where really you're voting for people who like approve or disapprove different laws and changes. And, um, 
Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of stuff uh, going on um, lately that we just haven't talked about on the podcast. Um, I mean, it's been going on forever, <laughs> but uh, just like specifically, there's a lot of things that have been going on. Um, and I just think like it is so important to use our voices um, and like to vote. And um, yeah, it's hard right now because the world mostly the u.s is just like a dumpster fire constantly yeah so like every day there's like some new atrocity Mm -hmm. um so yeah we're sending all of our love to all of our listeners that are going through rough times given um yeah it's literally so bad right now that we can just have like a blanket statement (laughs) yeah if you're alive you're probably suffering (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. So, yes, we're sending love to you guys. Um, and we're actually doing a giveaway to encourage people to vote, which uh, we thought was a good idea because um, Talk Direction has always been heavily aligned with politics and talking about feminism and equality and all those types of things. Um, and we thought, why not do a good giveaway to try to support um voting and uh some good things in the world and try to like encourage our listeners to vote um so what we're doing and you can find out more on the twitter um is we are doing a giveaway for people who are voting in the u.s so what you have to do is there'll be a tweet on the twitter that you'll retweet um you have to tag two friends and encourage them to go vote and then um you have to just send us proof that you voted so often there'll be like little vote stickers that you can send a picture of or send a picture of yourself like outside your polling place I know you're not allowed to send a picture of your actual voting card I think that's illegal so don't do that um but uh something just to prove that you voted um and then for the giveaway we thought it would be cool to do um, a giveaway for something that fit this theme so um we're not completely sure yet as we record this what we're giving away but um by the time this episode comes out we'll have it nailed down on twitter um but the first thing that we have already ordered is a hairy guitar pin so this one's by the goose and rabbit on etsy and it's a little guitar pin that says end gun violence black lives matter and it has the rainbow flag because that's what harry's guitar has on it and we thought that was um very relevant to um voting and politics um, and all, actually, all the money, all the proceeds of that go to Black, like, Black Lives Matter and ending gun violence. So all the proceeds from buying that pin um, go to those causes, which I also thought was a great thing. Um, and then we'll also be giving away a Designs by Saka pin and some other probably stickers and some other things. Um, so if you are interested in winning that giveaway... Um, then please go get involved over on our Twitter. Um, And we're probably going to do more giveaways in the future. So um, I know this one is very like U.S. focused because it's for voting that's happening right now in the U.S. elections. Um, But we still encourage, you know, people to vote in their own countries. (laughs) But this giveaway happens to be about the upcoming election. So again, that's retweet the tweet on Twitter, tag two friends and prove to us that you voted. Um, do you have anything to say about that, Lucia? Um, no, I think that was a perfect summary. Thank you. And also, if you're like outside the U.S., you can still encourage your friends to to vote as well. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but 
yeah, or retweet it just, you know, help encourage voting. Um, But yeah, so that is exciting and we're looking forward to doing more in the future and voting and having our voices heard in the upcoming elections. Um, And then finally, over on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash talkdirection, we always have fun stuff going on over there. We recently did a sleepover for Halloween and we watched Practical Magic, which was a whole lot of fun. Um, and then we also have different videos. I've just, I'm putting up a, uh, Halloween pumpkin carving video today. Um, and then... Wait, you did? No, I haven't yet, <laughs> but I'm... Oh. Well, I mean, I just uploaded it to YouTube, but I haven't, like, posted it. Um, and then, oh, this one's great. Lucia put up a cover of Two Ghosts. Uh, she has an incredible voice and literally it is such a stunning cover. It's like the perfect, perfect atmosphere. Like the lighting is just like warm and cozy and kind of like, uh, ethereal and like, I don't know, she really made it her own and it is so pretty and you have to go watch it. Like, I'm serious. I wanted to just post it on the Twitter. I thought it was so good. And honestly, like, I want to hear all your versions of all of Harry's songs, um, because it was just such a cool interpretation. Um, so you guys should definitely go check that out on the Patreon. And of course we have TDDL, which is an extra half hour of us chatting of extra podcast content. So today I think we're going to go through those polls on Twitter and we're also going to be talking about what we want to see from Niall in the future. Um, like what we'd want to see him do on his upcoming album, his second album, how we want the writing style to be what we think the music will be like, more like slow hands or more like some of the slower songs songs on Flickr. All that good stuff is going to be on TDDL today. Um, so if you're interested, go check it out at patreon.com slash talk direction. Oh my goodness. I feel like I've been talking <laughs> so much. You really um, have. You've been talking for yeah, 10 minutes. Literally. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to news. Um, this week we are going to be talking, well, let's do a quick little Louie on X Factor update. More me talking. Um, (laughs) because you, have you watched any of the clips from this week? I actually haven't watched anything from this week yet. Okay. So it'll be me again. Um, (laughs) I, I don't know. There's not much to say except, um, again, this is like a week off because we record before the weekend. So. This is from, like, two weekends ago, not the show that just happened for you guys. Um, But, so, Louis had uh, another person in the bottom two again, or bottom three again, um, and he, uh, what's his name? Why can't I remember this? Brendan? Yeah, Brendan. Thank you. I just Uh, picked a random name. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was him. Um, He was in the bottom three and had to do a sing-off. And he ended up getting through because um, it was a tie from the judges two to two. And he got through because he didn't have the lowest, um, like, number of votes because it went to tie break. So then, like, they just go to the public vote. Um, So that was really stressful, again, to see. And I feel really badly for Louis because... You know, he does care so much about, like, his, um, his, like, boys, and it's sad to see that him having to struggle each week, and, like, I feel like he probably feels like, you know, he's letting them down as a mentor, and he even said that. Um, Aww. yeah, so I really hope next week, or, like, <sighs> this, this is week, why I can't watch this show. I know, it is, it's heartbreaking. 
it really is. Um, but I feel like hopefully like this will be the weekend, the one that's just about to come up. It's Fright Night. So that's a cool theme. Um, and hopefully they'll like do some really amazing performances and all be safe, hopefully for one week. Um, so yeah, if you're in the UK, vote for Louis contestants, please. Um, and yeah, that's it for the X Factor update. Moving on to Liam's music video, Polaroid. Now this came out a bit ago, but we just didn't have time to talk about it. But I know, Lucia, you have been waiting to talk about this one. (laughs) So why don't you leave this one? Okay. So if you haven't watched the music video for Polaroid, you should all go do that because it's so cute. Um... And basically, like, so this song is a Jonas Blue song, and I think he does mostly, like, like, he doesn't sing, but he'll write songs and, like, do them musically, and then he has, like, other people come on and sing. Um, so he was, like, at a piano on this rooftop, and then Lennon, Stella, and Liam were, like, singing. And I feel like this music video is, like, this is what I wanted from first time, because I remember we mm-hmm. watched the first time music video, we talked about, well, I talked about how, like, I wanted more of a storyline. Yeah. Because it seemed kind of, like, random. Like, there wasn't, like, a story. And this is, like, an actual story. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, like, follows. So, basically, like, this couple, or this these two people, like, meet at a party. And, like, the guy, like, takes a photo of this girl. And she, like, signs her name on it. And then it kind of follows them, like, through the seasons. Like, it's, like, spring. And then it goes into fall. And then it's, like, snowing. Um, and they keep passing each other, but, like, not not noticing. Like, there's, like, a scene where she's, like, at a magazine stand. And then, like, the guy walks out of the store behind her. And they, mm-hmm. like, pass each other, but, like, don't notice. Um, and then the end is so cute because they meet. They, like, finally run into each other at this, like, fountain. It's in New York. It's filmed in New York City. Yeah. I think they're, like, in Central Park. Um, and then, like, the, the both of them have kids. <laughs> like, it was so cute. It was so cute. The first time I saw it, I, like, actually cried at the end because I just thought it was so cute. Yeah. And I feel like the whole vibe of the, of the video is, like, Liam and Stella and Jonas are, like, Cupids or, like, oh, little yeah. witches. And they're, like, trying to get them to, like, meet or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it starts out with, like, Liam in I guess it's Central Park and he looks so pretty in this video like <laughs> his smiles are so cute and he has some really cute dance moves too I was like not this, like, even watching Liam I was watching the really? other two yeah <laughs> he does this like cute little turn when he's walking down the stairs and he mm-hmm. just like is super smiley um I thought he looked really good and then Stella's like just very like I just got like strong witch vibes she's mm. like this like black outfit and, like, they – Stella's, like, in a cab, and then she's, like, at a train station and Liam's at the park, and then they all meet on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like what I love about this is, like, they didn't make it a romance between Liam and Stella. Yeah. Which, like, I think they could have done. But, mm-hmm. like – I mean, she's 19, but, like, that just would have been very, like, off-putting to me. Yeah. And I also just love platonic love. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I love romance, too, but there's, like, not enough of, like, platonic love. And I just felt like it was so cute how they had, like, Lennon and Liam, like, singing a song together. But, like, not – like, they weren't being sexual at all with each Mm -hmm. other. Like, there was no flirting. Like, they were just, like, 
little like cupids and then they all like gather around Jonas's piano at the end and they're all like laughing it's just so cute yeah it was really nice I did love the storyline throughout like that was that's such a nice part it adds something more special to a music video I think yeah Um, as you said compared to like first time which was just like scenes of dancing which can be cool if you get really good dancers but yeah. um, the storyline, like, really made this. And the fact that they both had kids at the end was really, like, yeah. it was such a twist because you see these music videos and it's like, oh, the guy and girl meet and then, you know, oh, they finally find each other and fall in love. But it was kind of like there was another layer because then you're thinking, oh, yeah. they both had kids and they were probably self-conscious about, you know, what if the person doesn't want me because I have a kid and this and that. And, like, I don't know. There was, like, a deeper level. Yeah, well, it was set up so that you might think that because, like, first it shows them they're just their faces and they see each other and, like, mm-hmm. smile. And then it, like, pans down and it shows, like, the, the woman has a kid. And then mm-hmm. I think you're supposed to be like, oh, like, maybe she's married. But then it goes to the guy and then he has a kid, too. Yeah. It's so cute. It was really cute. I liked it a lot. And I love Lennon's voice so much. Mm. And I've actually been listening to this song more. Really? After I saw the music video. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Maybe it'll encourage me, too. I did. Yeah. I also liked in the music video, just the scenes of New York City were so pretty. It was well shot. Yes. There was a lot it of like really overview well scenes of like Central Park and um, just like the buildings and New York City and I don't know. Yeah. The Grand Central Station. Was... I was like, oh, when did they film this in Grand Central? Like, I wish I was there to see it. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you sometimes I mean, you don't necessarily, but I I'm in Grand Central quite a bit. Um, not yeah. that often, but you see like random things being filmed at different right. times and you're like, where is this going? But like well, often you don't know point. it because like they're niche TV shows or like niche YouTube channels or something. But yeah. What were yeah, you going to say? I feel, like you, I feel like you could even have run into in the park. Yeah. I'm just like dancing around Central Park. Like Literally. How crazy would that be? That would have been so cool. Like I don't remember fan photos of this coming out. Maybe they did, but... Um, or they just get away with it, you know? It's not like that many people are going to recognize Liam if he's filming yeah. in Central Park. I don't know. And definitely not, like, Lennon if yeah. she's filming. Like, people might not think anything of it. Um, right. But, yeah. Yeah, and then they performed this song. I think they've actually... No, I think they've only done it once. They did it at the Radio 1 Teen Awards mm-hmm. on October 21st. Oh, cool. Um, And I thought it was really well done. It was, like... I mean, it's like it was like a huge audience because it was like an award, like show basically. Mm-hmm. But they had like these red lights, like the whole stadium was like red, and then um, Liam and Lennon had like these white spotlights on them. They looked like angels, and it like oh. very much added to the the fic in my head that they're cupids. <laughs> oh, I need to watch that. I love that you like imagine them as cupids like running around New York City. I think that's such a cool idea. I really did. If, if you guys haven't imagined that, you should now go watch the music video again with that in yeah. mind. Because, like, especially at the end when, when Lennon and Liam, like, gather around Jonas, like, they, yeah. the way they look at each other, it's, like, very conspiratorial. Uh, I need to watch it with that in mind. Yeah. Um, so that was really nice. And I liked this collab from Liam. Moving on to Zayn's new song, Fingers. Again, this came out a couple weeks ago, and we haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, But, yeah, I'm not, I don't know what this song is. Like, is it his first single off his new album? It doesn't seem like it is, because there's not that much attention towards it. Like, Pillow Talk, he was, like, 
starting to promote things and it just seems like he's been dropping random songs like all the time i'm not well, really he's already sure. put out like three singles yeah this is like the fourth so like are these actual singles off his album or just random songs well that's what i'm confused about i was asking my friend about this yesterday because it's confusing if he's like gonna release every song on the album and then release an album like right. i don't know what he's doing because he's actually he's released this is the fifth song now right because okay there was let me entertainer mm-hmm. sour diesel um dusk till dawn and now this one that's so true and so the- that's five songs yeah and none of them have seemed like official singles right dust till dawn did pretty well didn't it i feel like it did yeah. that one and i i like on that one. one the best as well oh do you yeah i think there's just more something more dynamic to it to me yeah um i like sour yeah. diesel too though yeah i like all of them i don't listen to entertainer because the bitterness makes me sad yeah but i do like it that one musically and I, I am into these songs, but I was listening to Mind of Mine last night mm-hmm. on my drive home, and I was thinking how it's so interesting how much of an effect, like, Malay must have had on... Mm. I know I say his name wrong. I think it's Malay, but I say Malay. I'm sorry. It's, like, hard... Like, like you know, I feel like we talked about this last week, where you do the thing where, like, yeah. you say in your mind, like, this is what it is. It's not that. It's Ron Don Phenomenon. It. Yes, the Ron Don phenomenon. Yes. That is what I have with Malay's name. Because yes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is it Malay or is it not Malay? Right. <laughs> and you're like, okay, this time I'm going to remember. Yeah. And then Anyways, um, I was listening to Mind of Mine and like, it's such a specific sound. Mm-hmm. And I was so obsessed with that album because it's just like artistically like so intricate and amazing. Yeah. Um, and all of the new, newer songs Zane has put out sound totally different right yeah um so it makes you think like that must have really been Malay's effect Mm -hmm. and just like I feel like it's the way you record because I remember when they were talking about that album like Malay said how they recorded like um the flower intermission Mm -hmm. song where he sings in Urdu um they like the way that that was recorded is basically Malay was just like playing a guitar they were like out in the woods recording right and Malay just started playing guitar and then Zane just, like, sang, like, yeah. like uh, improv, like, just sang that little song. Cause, I mean, it's, like, it's something that he knew from, like, growing up. Mm-hmm. But, like, he made up the melody and just, like, and they just did that in one take. And, like, I feel like that's the kind of magic you get when you have people working together who are, yeah. like, compatible and, like, artistic. And I don't, I don't know who he's working with right now, um, but... Not that I don't like his newer stuff. It's just interesting how different it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I wonder... If this is just the stuff he doesn't want on his album, <laughs> so he's just like oh. <laughs> releasing it, like what Liam that did. That is an interesting thought. I don't know. That is an interesting thought. Yeah, this song was written. Fingers was written by Zane, um, David Phelan, and Alex O'Brien. Um, and it was produced by Salt Wives, and I'm not familiar with any of those people. Yeah, me either. Interesting. Yeah, I do quite like the song Fingers. It's like, it's got like a sexy and sad vibe. Yeah, but I feel like it missed the boat a little bit. (laughs) With the fingers um, metaphors. Exactly. I know, it really did. We were talking about, me and Caitlin were talking about that. (laughs) 
<laughs> there like, was so many opportunities. Did he, like, dismiss that completely? Like, did he consciously decide not to do it? It's very interesting. Yeah. Season. I don't know. Um, yeah. Especially, well, I guess he's probably different now. But I feel like when Zayn first went solo, he, like, wanted to make it very clear that he had sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But a lot of the songs were, like, super sexy and cool. Like, yeah. he did it in a very, like, tasteful way. Or, I yeah. don't know if tasteful is the right word. <laughs> but, like, he did it. I don't know. I really enjoyed his songs. Yeah. Um, me too. This one was okay for me. I, I, I don't like it, like, more than Sour Diesel or Dust Till Dawn. Um, yeah. But it's okay. I guess I just, I'm not a huge fan of, like, the lyrics. Like, I, I get, I get, mm. like, incorporating, like, very specific technology things in. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know about, like, sliding down the filter or, like, I don't know, he's, like, texting. I don't know. Some of it just didn't yeah. grasp me. Mm. I think there's a way to do it. And I, this just yeah. didn't grasp me personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I like this one. I like this one a lot. I like how the voices, I like the production. Like, the voices were a bit altered. Mm-hmm. Um, it has kind of a spooky vibe. It was a good, like, Halloween song. Yeah, there was one part I, I liked. I feel like it was the bridge. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember right now, but <laughs> I liked that part. I think it was, like, a vocal <laughs> change part where, like, when you said that, it made me think of it. Like, it was, oh, yeah. like, changed up vocals. Um, but, yeah. So, I guess we'll keep seeing what's coming from Zayn. I just feel like if he were to put out his, like, first song from his album album, he would be like, this is my first single. I mean, not that he does that much promotion, but you'd have to do a mm-hmm. bit, right? Like, I'm coming yeah. back with my second album, like, you know, something. Yeah, he doesn't really say a lot when he releases stuff. Like, when he released this song, he, like, teased it, but he yeah. just kind of said, like, something new coming, and then he, like, posted, like, a picture and, like, a little teaser clip and then just posted the song. Right. Like, that doesn't feel like a first single release. Like, usually first single releases are quite, like, an event, you know? Yeah, and also he was doing that whole music video thing where he was, like, doing a music video for each song from the album and they were going to create like a story oh yeah but then i feel like he kind of stopped doing that maybe because or maybe he's still doing it it's just going slowly or yeah i don't like his finger is going to be incorporated into that or like i honestly don't know do you think we'll get his album this year or next year i don't think it would be this year yeah i mean there's not that many weeks left no and typically, people don't put it out in December because they like to take a break from promo. Like, usually November is sort of, like, yeah. when albums get released sort of at the end of the year. Yeah. So, I just don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Also, I don't know, we didn't talk about this before, but there's a little bit of Nile news this week. Which Did you see that? him on James Corden? Oh, I didn't watch it. No. But I knew he was there. I saw, like, people talking about it before it happened. But Yeah. So the clip I watched, um, James is at his desk and he's missing his, his coffee or his drink, whatever he's drinking. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where's that, the new the new guy we hired? Can you get my drink out? And then Niall comes out. Oh, that's <laughs> he's funny. This, this, like, regular t-shirt and shorts and, like, running shoes. And he comes out with his coffee. And then he's like, oh, thanks. And he's like, well, what's your name again? And Niall's like, Niall. He's like, oh yeah, thanks. Great job. I'm <laughs> looking <runs> again. <laughs> I'm looking at the still right now that James posted on his Twitter. Nile looks so funny. It's really cute. Oh, <laughs> I need to watch that. 
<laughs> oh, and, and Niall tweeted Niall one tweeted of the, about. yeah, <laughs> I, I, I see one of the most random days of my life, or like my life today, um, yeah. just a couple of lads, what was that in response to, oh, not, uh, James said loved every second, and I was like, yeah. just a couple of lads. Well, in a couple of days before this, Niall tweeted about Harry's uh, show, Happy Together. Yeah. Um, and that was really cool to see. And uh, yeah, I feel like there's some connection because obviously Ben Winston is the producer of that show mm-hmm. and he's also on Late Late Show. So. Oh, yeah. I bet. Been, like hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Aw, sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cute. I like when they do like little things like that, you know, bring them on mm-hmm. to random shows. It's good that they're friends with those two because then mm-hmm. we can have like a direct in uh into a lot of content because they're always gonna want to like put the boys on i know i want to see them together i want to see harry and Niall together oh that would be so great man so much to discuss um Yeah. yeah so that about wraps up our news segment so as i said at the beginning of the episode our main discussion this week is niall's covers so we are, again, this is part of Nile November. We did Harry's covers. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that episode from a couple weeks ago. Um, but Nile has done a lot of covers since leaving One Direction or on the hiatus. Another thing we should touch back into, touch back on about the hiatus. We haven't done a hiatus mm. update in a couple weeks. That's uh, true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's done a number of... Um, covers as a solo artist from both 1D songs and um, other artists he admires. Um, And this was sort of, I think we got asked to do this after um, we did Harry's. Was it Steph who asked us or was it someone else? I think so. So I guess it was Steph who asked us. And then um, that's Designs by Saka on uh, Twitter, S-A-K-A. Saka. I know, I said that really weird. <laughs> Designs <laughs> by Saka. Um, and she actually also sent us all the covers, like, nicely as MP3s. So shout so out to her nice. because she made this all possible. Um, because I had all Harry Harry's covers that I personally made into MP3s, <laughs> um, but I didn't have uh-huh. Niles. So um, she sent us all of those. So it made it super easy to watch. Or listen to yeah. all of them. And now I have them all downloaded on my iPod, which is great. Um, she's the uh, wonderful person who put on the pin, uh, what is it called? Giveaway that we did, or not giveaway, discount code that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys should go check out her uh, Etsy as well. Um, but thanks, yes. Steph, for that. Um, and yeah, we just wanted to kind of discuss the, um, songs he chose, why he chose them, how they're different from the originals and like what we'd like to see him cover in the future. Um, so I'm just going to read all the covers he did and then we'll go through them one by one and talk about which ones we like and how he, you know, incorporated them into his own set lists. Um, so he did Scared to be Lonely, which is a Dua Lipa cover, and he did this at Wango Tango 2017. He performed a cover of Issues, which is a Julia Michaels song, and he did this for his BBC Live Lounge in 2017. He performed a cover of Dancing in the Moonlight, Thin Lizzy, by Thin Lizzy, uh, and he performed this at BBC 500, Words 2017, Singapore Fan Event in 2017, and the Flickr World Tour 2018 Dublin Show Number 1. 
of course he did fool's gold which is a one direction song and he did this um throughout his tour and as a spotify single uh he performed dancing in the dark by bruce springsteen on his 2018 tour crying in the club by camila cabello on his 28 tour tour for all the shows except for the north american leg which he replaced uh the song with finally free which was his song for the movie smallfoot uh he did drag me down a one direction song for his Flickr world tour 2018 uh, Where the Streets Have No Names, which, Name, which is a U2 song, and he did this for the Dublin, second Dublin show uh, for his Flickr World Tour 2018. He did the Tom Petty song, Won't Back Down, um, for his Flickr Tour 2018, LA Nights 1 and 2, Red Rocks, and Bristow. He did New York State of Mine, which is a Billy Joel song, and he did this at Jones Beach 2018 Flickr World Tour. Uh, then Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles for uh, his Flickr 2018 tour Instagram Live, Camden, Alpharetta, Tampa, and West Palm Beach, which was the last show. And then finally, this isn't really a cover, but I included it, which was his, him doing Slow Hands at the Taylor Swift concert because it was a sort of, he, it was like a duet with Taylor Swift. So it was switching up his own song. Um, so I thought, why not chuck it in here? Um, yeah, so I guess what's your favorite? Do you have one that stands out as your favorite right now off the bat? Yes. Dancing in the Dark is, um, hands down my favorite. Really? Why? But U2, the U2, uh, Streets Have No Name is close second. Mm -hmm. And do you have reasoning behind that? Or do you want to wait until we talk about all the songs? Um, I feel like wait till we talk about all the songs because I'll talk about it when we talk about each song i'll talk about it when we talk about it all right <laughs> sounds good um what about you what are your favorites um i think i really like fool's gold and yeah. new york state of mind really mm -hmm. jumped out at me um mm -mm -mm. yeah i'm not as familiar with some of the other ones so it's hard for me to keep them all clear in my mind completely mm -hmm. um but i have been listening to like a playlist of all these songs lately um i think uh, yeah I, I did like i did like some of the like the ones that like sort of i grouped together like dancing in the dark um where the streets have no names won't back mm -hmm. down life in the fast lane i feel like those all fit in sort of like we were saying like an 80s rock sort of um or 80s what, what were you what did you label it yeah, well, Niall definitely loves, like, late 70s, like, 80s rock, like, yeah. the Eagles, and, like, I don't know if he's talked about Journey, but I feel like he must love Journey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, like, Bruce Springsteen, like, like that kind of 80s rock genre. Yeah. Um, which I love, because I also love that genre. Um, and it's funny, because, like, well, a lot of people love Bruce Springsteen, but, like, not a lot of people in my life love Journey, but one of my best friends, Evan, happens to love Journey, and so we got to go to a Journey concert together Aww. a couple years ago, and it was wonderful. <laughs> That's so nice. I only know, like, the two popular songs from Journey, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I like them. Yeah, I'm, like, a huge, huge, huge Bruce Springsteen fan. That's really awesome. Um, Not in that, not in that, like, sometimes like I feel stressed okay so like sometimes I'm a, like a I feel like oh I'm a really big fan of this person but like I don't necessarily know everything about them yeah and then I feel like I'm a fake fan mm. 
like and also when I don't follow people currently like I don't follow Bruce's current career um but like I've listened to a lot of his music I've like read his biography like his his uh I guess it is a autobiography Mm -hmm. there you go um yeah. yeah, it's it's weird to say, like, how do you say you're a fan of someone? Like, there's so many different levels of fan. Like, I would say, yeah, with Harry, I'm following everything he's doing, and I know so many, right. like, you could ask me something about Harry, and I'd probably know the answer. Um, and, like, that would probably be the same for a lot of the boys. Um, but, like, then I'm fans of, like, Taylor Swift, and I do follow mm-hmm. a lot, but I know there's some things I miss, but she'd probably be, like, next tier of me, like, being involved but then there's people that like you love their music but you don't necessarily like follow every interview or know exactly what they're right. doing or like anticipate oh they're going to be on James Corden then like maybe you'll see mm-hmm. it and watch it but it's not like this huge anticipation thing yeah and maybe it's because of my like being a super fan of One Direction that I think that because like it's not it's not like the norm mm-hmm. to like follow someone's like every move Mm -hmm. like my idea of like being a huge fan of someone is like how I am of the boys like I literally know where they all are right now (laughs) but like (laughs) and then saying like oh I'm a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen I'm like I don't know where he is right now I don't even know where he lives yeah is he on tour (laughs) is he not is he like I don't know yeah 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 there's so many different levels and it's I guess it is strange, like, su- there's, we are very super fans when you get into, like, yeah. fandom culture. It's, like, much more extreme than, like, probably what most people experience of, oh, I like this person's yeah. music a lot. I'm a big fan of their music. Um, it doesn't right. mean... Well, and know. it goes in waves, too. Like, there's times of my life where I'm, like, really into certain artists and so, yeah. like, I follow them. And then there's, like, other times where I'm not mm-hmm. so into them. But, like, it doesn't mean that I'm not a fan anymore. It just means that I'm not, like following them as much yeah it's impossible to follow like everyone you like yeah constantly unless you're just like a millionaire and you can like not have a job and your only job is to like go to shows all the time <laughs> right oh i wish um but like even the boys like if i'm following like one or two of the boys extra closely like the other ones fall off my radar but yeah it's impossible to like keep up with everyone yeah i totally agree. all the time and the only reason i'm able to an excuse you just cut out a lot there so I didn't hear anything you said but presumably you said it all okay but could you just update me on what you said (laughs) (laughs) oh wait oh you just cut out now um what was I saying I said uh I don't remember (laughs) I don't remember what I said two seconds ago that's okay i'm gonna just not respond to that then <laughs> okay good i'm just probably gonna oh, leave this I was, saying, I was saying the only reason i'm able to keep up with the boys the way i do now is because i do this podcast oh yeah so i have an excuse yeah no yeah that's definitely a, a good way to keep us in check although sometimes we come on completely unprepared yeah <laughs> like you were saying something i was like oh really he did that like i was like wow <laughs> caitlin you sound so unprofessional <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like, even us who spend literally hours every week, like, following, thinking about them, like, looking stuff up, talking about them, like, we still can't keep up with everything. Yeah. It's just so hard. It is really difficult. Um, And then, like, you become fans of other people in the process. Yeah. That's that's true. That becomes, like, what you focus on. Yeah. 
Did you have a favorite? Did you say what your favorite was? Um, I kind of gave a wishy-washy answer. Okay. <laughs> but, like, Fool's Gold, New York State of Mind, and then, like, I like mm. the theme of all those other songs. Like, I was thinking, like, those ones that I mentioned all sort of fit almost, like, if I was driving down a highway, like, Route 66, like, in a convertible mm. car, like, that's the playlist I'd want to have going. It's, like, yeah, I don't know. They're very like, cohesive. Yeah, it just fits all together, like... I don't know. And with Niall's voice, he and he, the way he makes each of the songs, he sort of, like, um, alters them to fit his style a bit more. Um, and it just, like, really fits that vibe for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm interested in, like, whether, because, like, on Flickr, he had a lot of slow songs. So we got less of that sort of, like, upbeat, like, fast sort of highway Route 66 driving song. Um, mm-hmm. But I wonder because so many of the artists he really admires, if that'll be a theme he tries to like put on to his next album. Because like with Flickr, the slow sort of songwriting songs, not that every other song isn't songwriting, but like, you know, there's a lot of slow <laughs> songs on the, yeah. the album. He didn't get to do that as much. Um, so I wonder if on his next album, he'll do some of that style. And I like would totally like that. Like I love that style of music yeah I do too it's an interesting thing to think about like like an artist like what kind of music they like to listen to versus what kind of music they like to write Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of people like like to write what they listen to like they're like they're influenced and then they want to like write music that sounds like who they listen to and then some people are the opposite like I know that like um Tegan and Sarah who I used to like follow like very closely like I was like a super fan of Tegan and Sarah like before I was a super fan of One Direction. Mm-hmm. And, like, Sarah Sarah talked a lot about how, like, the music she liked to listen to is, like, hip-hop and, like, really rap. And, like, that was, like, her favorite kind of genre to listen to. And the music she writes is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, completely different. But, like, that was, like, how she liked to be. Because she, like, didn't, like, she wanted to, like, keep it separate. Or, like, she didn't want to, like, listen to the kind of music she wrote which is very interesting right yeah that is super interesting because like we know harry said he planned to make an album to be something he'd want to listen to so that's a very different approach yeah wow yeah i feel like niall probably does more what he'd want to listen to i guess yeah i think you can definitely hear the influence his influences in his music Mm -hmm. um Especially, like, yeah, like, songs like Slow Hands. Mm-hmm. Um, he even has, like, a lyric that is influenced from Don Henley's yeah. song, um, Dirty Laundry. Mm-hmm. Well, Don Henley has a song called Dirty Laundry, and obviously there's a line in Nile song. Yeah. Feel- um, and, like, On the Loose feels quite influenced by this kind of 80s. Yeah, it does. As well. Although that's, like, a bit more Fleetwood Mac sounding. True. I feel like uh, now we're talking about what we were supposed to talk about in, like, TDDL, <laughs> but God dang it. this kind of goes along with it. Well, we're going to expand on this in TDDL, you guys. Wait, save your thoughts. No, I can't. It'll be a teaser. I don't know what I was going to say. Wait, I can't lose it. I can't lose it. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say that, oh, like, the sounds. Okay. Okay, it has to do. Just remind me when we get to TTL. <laughs> remind you the sound. No, no, no I'm going to say a little bit more okay. about <laughs> the sounds on his album, like the production versus how he did it live on tour. I guess mm-hmm. that's kind of like 
stuff we've said before, but I had more to build yeah. off of that. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so remind me of that. Okay, I will. Guys, if you want to hear what I'm trying to say, go listen to TDDL because that's what we're, we're going to talk about, like what we want to see from Niall, where his second album is going to progress, like sound wise. And I feel like this covers album, like, this covers episode really like is a good lead into that because he did so many covers of artists he really admires so it could give us insight into his next album um but i guess let's just get into um each of the songs he's covered and what we liked or uh we're not a a favorite of (laughs) (laughs) Um, so starting with scared to be lonely the dua lipa cover now, this was back when he hadn't even put out his album yet. Um, yeah. Because he put it out his album in late 2017. But he did a lot of performances, like Wango Tango, and even before that, some of the Jingle Ball performances and, like, the Summertime Ball performances, where it's those performances that they get, like, you know, a number of different artists to come and perform, and they do it in, like, a big stadium or arena, um, and every artist does, like, you know, three or four songs. But, of course, Niall didn't have that many songs out, so he often did a number of covers during those sort of performances and one of them was scared to be lonely the Dua Lipa song um are you familiar with this song I am I like Dua Lipa a lot um I like her music I don't really know much about her as a person um I feel like the first few covers he did I wasn't um like a huge fan of only because there weren't well this goes for most of his covers actually there aren't like amazing recordings of them Mm. um so like it's I don't listen to them you know because it's like not the great the best quality like honestly that's how it is even with like medicine which is I'm so obsessed with that song Mm -hmm. I don't listen to it because like there isn't a recording of it that like sounds good enough um please November be good to us give us that documentary with a full version of medicine and Anna a good version that would be amazing full good version yeah so I feel like especially the earlier covers he did like there just wasn't amazing recordings and then I think also he was still kind of finding his footing as a solo artist Mm. and like finding his confidence um so I like wasn't as into like scared to be lonely and like issues and stuff as I was into the later covers. Mm. But I think that's just mostly, I don't think it's those songs. I think it's just mostly to do with the fact that he was like just starting out as a solo artist. So he was still, you know, finding his way. And then also that there just like isn't amazing recordings of it. So yeah, that's interesting. Those two are more poppy too than like some of the other ones. And he chose those. Yeah. To do those ones in the beginning. I wonder if he was trying to purposely pick like songs that were popular at the time as well rather than like when he was doing his own tour he was choosing maybe songs that he really liked from his past that he admired Mm -hmm. versus like picking songs that like if you're going to like wango tango you're performing in front of an audience that might not connect with like bruce springsteen right so then you like pick a dua lipa song because everyone's gonna know that anyway because you're not necessarily performing in front of your own fans yeah, I do like that he did that song in the Julia Michaels song and the Camille Cabello song because I feel like that's like quite different from his mm-hmm. sort of genre. Yeah, um, and I always like seeing that. Like I like when artists take songs that are like totally not in their genre and do their own version. Mm-hmm. Me too. That was like seeing you do two ghosts. Not that that's not in your genre, but seeing you do your own version was cool. Yeah. 
Um, oh, that's so weird. My friend just texted me that Fleetwood Mac is coming here. And do I want to go? Oh, my gosh. Ooh. I'm going to be broke. I bet Harry's going to go to some of those. <gasps> oh, my God. I should go to the L.A. one. Yeah. That's the one he'll go to. That's definitely the one he'll go to. <laughs> Interesting. What if they pull him up on stage to do the chain? How fun would that be? Oh, my God. Wait. I mean, who just left Fleetwood Mac? That guy. Do they need oh, a new member? Maybe. Temporarily. My, oh, that's so interesting. Harry is oh, to Thanksgiving Mac week, though. As... I'm boarding a ton of dogs for Thanksgiving. I can't go oh, to LA. Sad. Um, I was saying Fleetwood. Anyways. No. Uh, Adam Lambert is to Queen as Harry is to Fleetwood Mac. He, he should just step in and like become a member for a little bit. Did Adam Lambert become a member of Queen? Yeah, he tours with them. Wait, really? He's like the he's like the headline singer of Queen now. <laughs> How do I not know that? Yeah, he's been doing it for years. Um I'm surprised what? you didn't know that. When I went and saw Queen in London, it was him. And then my parents had also seen Queen a couple years ago and it was him too. He's oh my like God. he tours with them. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I keep sidetracking us like hardcore today. <laughs> no, I, it's not you. I feel like we're both just like having lots of rambles. I like it though. Yeah. I like when we ramble. Okay, it makes our episodes <laughs> very long though. We're going to have to yeah. speed through some of these. Oh my God, we're already over an hour. Yikes. <laughs> I noticed that and I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> but we took that break. Yeah. Um. All right. So yeah, I think Scared to be Lonely, I... I, the only thing I noticed, I don't know if it's a recording or not, but he sounds quite nasally when he sings it. Um, yeah. I didn't think it fit his voice as well as some of the ones that came later. And all, also probably what you were saying, like getting used to being a solo artist, um, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I honestly think it's because it was in the beginning. Because like, it's, it's so interesting because now I think of like all the boys as such incredible vocalists. Mm. Like Niall's voice now is so freaking good harry's voice is spectacular he hits every single note yeah but then when you go back and you look at those first solo performances i can't even they struggle like harry i can't even think about it i know the first couple times harry did sign of the times he really struggled on those high notes like he didn't sound awful but like he definitely didn't sound amazing and he like missed some notes and like niall too like niall like niall's voice struggled Mm -hmm. and i think it's like probably a combination of like confidence and just like getting used to being a solo artist um but like now they're incredible but I think in the early days when they were solo like they were you know yeah not as good yeah yeah it's so interesting to see that progression another episode that we keep saying we're gonna do (laughs) the vocal progression and songwriting progression of the boys it's it's like spectacular how much they've progressed like honestly Harry and Niall specifically because both of their voices now are so mm-hmm. strong. Like, when I was listening to these Niall Nile covers, like, the later ones, like, his voice is just so good yeah. and strong and, like, rich. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool to see that growth. Um, yeah. And also, I think it has so much to do with confidence as well. Like, I think when mm-hmm. you watched Harry, obviously he did the Abbey Road documentary before he performed on... Um, before he performed Sign of the Times on SNL. And he, mm-hmm. he did it perfectly there. But as soon as yep. he got on stage to be a solo artist and his solo performances, like the nerves were so high. I think like yeah. that really affected 
him because he'd never done a solo artist thing before. Um, yeah. And, like, you could see how he got better and better as, like, during that promo period even. And now it's, like, yeah. you know, he nails it all the time. Yeah, I think it's for sure a confidence thing because, like, I, like, performed for the first time ever at my friend's wedding in October. Mm-hmm. And I did a song I sang home by One Direction. And I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, my, I just couldn't make my voice sound right. the way that it normally does. Like, people said it was fine like people, people said, said it was, it was fine <laughs> I mean people said it was good yeah. but like I don't think it was actually that good because I was so nervous oh. <laughs> like my voice was just like quiet yeah. because I was like you know if you don't have because like breath control is so important mm. to singing and so if you're like nervous and you're like you know your chest is tight or like your you know your heart is beating fast right. or, like you're not breathing properly then I feel like can mess you up you're just not gonna sound as good yeah, yeah. or as strong yeah um fyi i my recording just stopped okay. so i'm now gonna be recording on the phone <laughs> okay um and then issues oh has the sound happened at all no <gasps> we may have a solution it hasn't. there has been a couple times where it's done um the thing that it that it does for me sometimes where it goes like nah. oh yeah but that shouldn't but, like, pick up on my nothing, recordings. Yeah, and nothing like the demon noise. Wow. Guys, I'm using a microphone, so it must be my computer that just doesn't know how to... The, the sound, the recorders on my computer just don't know how to work. Um, yeah. So, issues. You kind of already talked about it. I, I mean, I thought... Yeah. I don't have anything much to say about this. Um, mm-hmm. But I... Oh, I, I guess I said I really liked the version they did. It was a lot more folk than the original. Um, yeah, and I love how they twisted that up, and I wonder how much Niall's band influences like the version that they do because like it's everyone playing instruments. It's not like Niall's like directing them exactly how to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really love Julia Michaels. My favorite Julia Michaels song is Pink. Me too. I but love I think that, that would one. be a weird one for Niall <laughs> to perform. <laughs> I remember hearing that. I heard it live for the first time at her concert. Like when, when not at her concert, but at Niall's concert. And I was like, is Uh she saying this? Yes, she is. (laughs) I love it. No, it's so good. Yeah. I was listening to her EP. She hasn't actually put out a full album. So I'm excited for that to happen because I really love a lot of her songs. She's, and she started as a songwriter and like at 14, one of her, she helped like co-write the theme song to that Disney channel show, Austin and Allie. Oh really? Yeah, like at fourteen, like insane. Isn't this? Isn't the album that Pink is on? Isn't that a full album? Um, I think it's just an EP. Oh. Uh, I don't think I think there's only like a couple of songs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she, like obviously she had a huge hit with Issues. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, let me see, because it's on. What? Yeah, it's the Nervous System EP, and there's. I think seven songs. Yeah. Um, and then she's done a couple other songs as well. So it could make up a whole album, but um, yeah. she hasn't officially released it. It's listed. Album. It looks like it's listed as an album on Spotify. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. On Apple Music. But like a really it's short listed album. as an EP. What's the truth, hmm. music guys? Please <laughs> let us know how this all connects. I wonder if there's different criteria for what makes an EP. Yeah, I don't know. 
Like, do you, does the artist just have to call it an EP I for it to be an EP? Yes. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I really love her. Her songwriting is really special. There's so many things that she really like gets at, like mo- like how I was saying, like I didn't love how Zane said some, like he, I didn't think he used like technology like in mm. his writing as well. I think she does do it in a really interesting way, not necessarily technology, but it sounds like very modern stuff. But yeah. I love her songwriting, and and then you'll find out she wrote a whole bunch of other like she helped write like, um, like Sorry by Justin Bieber and like huge yeah. songs. So she's quite talented. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on to Dancing in the Moonlight. Do you know who Thin Lizzy is? Um, I don't. I looked them up. Um, this song was originally written by a group called King Harvest in 1972. Ah. And then Thin Lizzy covered it in 1977. And also, like, a bunch of other people have covered it. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, I'm not really familiar with the Thin Lizzy version. In fact, when I, like, looked it up, I was like, wait, who the heck is that? Because I know the song yeah. by other artists. Um, but I think the version that Niall did was a cover of Thin Lizzy because it was, like, the closest mm to their version but yeah i don't know them at all <clears throat> i really liked the sound of this one again it's just like yeah. it's that i don't know the sound that's all that's from the note i have so that's what i'm reading but like just like, <laughs> <laughs> i liked the sound of the song um and like the beat that's so vague why don't you say something <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like it's quite different this song has never been like one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. um but I do think it's I do think it was a cool version that he did. Um, I didn't see him perform this one. Um, like he didn't sh- he didn't do it at my sh- at my live shows. Yeah, I think he only did it at one show. Oh, okay. That must that have makes sense. Yeah. Oh, because it's a um, it's a Thin Lizzy is a hardcore band formed in Dublin. Um, mm. And he also did the U two song at the second show, so that's another Irish group. So. Yeah, I know. I was looking at the stuff and I was like, "Wait, does he only do covers by Irish people?" Because like, <laughs> I think because they were the, the Dublin covers, right? Yeah, they're the Dublin shows at least. No, but also like Tom Petty true, is Irish. True. Um, I think Bruce Springsteen's like a quarter Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to have Irish blood. Niall's got his priorities you. straight, I guess. He knows what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I like this. I, I love the songwriting on this one. It felt, like, quite personal, just, like, the mm. lyrics. I know it doesn't have to do with Niall, but I like the lyrics yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I also love yeah, that he has cool two song. songs that are, like, Dancing in the Moonlight, Dancing in the Dark. <laughs> I know. I think that's <laughs> Thinking funny. about that, too. <laughs> um, then we have Fool's Gold, which, of course, is a One Direction song. Um, now, yes. One Direction, they never performed this live, did they? I don't think so. Because I tried to look it up. I couldn't find any. Um, but yeah, Niall, we already knew he was quite attached to this song. Um, I think he used to say it was one of his favorites when we were getting Made in the AM promo. Not Made in the AM. Yeah. What's it called? Four? <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he he liked it. He did it as a Spotify single. He did it on both his uh, halves of his tour. I feel like this was a good one to choose because it fits quite well on his album. It does. And um, also choosing any One Direction song and putting it in your like set list is such a smart thing and it gets the audience so excited because everyone's going to know yeah. it and it 
like brings back that like joy of One Direction and I don't know I found that at the Harry shows as well like any One Direction song just really like lit up the audience which is really fun yeah my favorite part of this song of Nile doing this song is when he has the the audience do mm-hmm. the fools part and we all sound like dying cats yes I was watching the videos <laughs> so of him funny. like laughing at the audience <laughs> because it's such a high note and everyone tries to sing it and then he'll often like back off from the mic and let the audience do it and it sounds so horrible and it's so funny yeah (laughs) in the version the mp3 that steph gave you can also hear the audience just like especially at that part where he has the audience sing like one of the choruses and it sounds so beautiful i mean besides the like when he's like making fun of people but it actually sounded so good on the recording that steph gave it was very magical like having the whole audience come in like a like a choir almost yeah i love those songs when like the whole audience can like sing and it yeah i feel like definitely magical it was really cool um okay dancing in the dark what do you have to add about you this being your favorite song that niall covered well dancing in the dark is one of my favorite songs of all time Mm. um i am so in love with it Ugh. There's, like, it's just such a beautiful song, musically, lyrically, and also, like, so nostalgic for me in so many different weird ways. Mm -hmm. And when I, so I didn't know that Niall was doing it. Yeah. Until I went to my show, and he played it. And that was, like, such a special moment. (laughs) And it literally felt like he was doing it just for me. Like, I know he wasn't, but, like, it literally felt like that because that's just, like, one of my favorite songs. Like, if you could ask, if you would ask me, like, what song, like, of any song in the world, like, what would you want Mm -hmm. Niall to perform? Like, I would have said that one. Yeah. And then he did it. And, like, hearing that live and, like, at the venue as I was outdoors, it was just so incredible. And it just, it, like, yeah, it was amazing. And also the way he does it, I really enjoy. Um, It's, like, very dynamic. Mm -hmm. So, like he starts out very quietly like it's just him doing like finger picking and he's singing kind of quietly yeah and then like it builds like it gets louder and it gets faster and the electric guitar comes in and like all the instruments come in they have a harmonica and it just like goes really hard and then it like gets quiet for the last chorus and then he does that like fast guitar strumming it's like a very signature bruce Mm -hmm. thing um it's just so good. Yeah. I, I didn't actually know this song beforehand. Really? Um, and he played it live <clears throat> when I yeah. heard him. And I, I liked it. I feel like it fits in. It's got that sort of folky songwriting feel. I definitely noticed, like, Niall and his guitar being a standout on this cover. And, like, him yeah. playing a lot of it. Um, and I also mm-hmm. thought his voice sounded really good with this. It sounded really pretty. His I voice said. is so good on this song. Yeah. It's, like... It's it fits his voice so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like got into Bruce Springsteen actually because Tegan and Sarah are, were huge Bruce fans, mm-hmm. and they would talk about him a lot. And they have done covers of "Dancing in the Dark" before. Um, and theirs are quite different. It's interesting because I feel like Niles is kind of in the middle because like Bruce's version is quite loud throughout the whole song. Mm-hmm. Um, like even this, it starts out with like drums and it's like very loud. And Tegan and Sarah do, do a very stripped back version. Like, it's just them playing guitars and singing. Mm-hmm. And then Niles is, like, kind of mixed. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool to see how different artists yeah. interpret the songs. It can be so um, different. 
do you know you know Courtney Cox who's Monica from Friends yeah so basically the music video for the song is um they're like at a live show and Bruce Springsteen actually pulls her up on stage oh, with him to dance yeah um, I think I heard that before yeah and that's yeah, what it's about like you've probably seen that no 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 oh <laughs> that's just like a thing that happened that was filmed and they made the music video out of it because ah. i think he like he just assumed she was a random fan like he just pulled her up and he like didn't know who she was really yeah oh my god but wait yeah. when did it happen because friends was huge yeah but this was a long time ago it was probably like in the 80s that's so fun wow before friends but like before friends had started yeah oh i want to watch that interesting yeah you should watch the video it's very fun cute um anything else about this song i don't think so so moving it's interesting with like songs that you love that other people cover because like there's a lot i could say about the song itself yeah the lyrics and stuff but i'm like is that necessarily applicable because like niall didn't write it i know that's why i was like oh i really (laughs) love the lyrics of this song but it's not niall but it's not a bruce springsteen podcast yeah (laughs) um so then we have crying in the club which is camila cabello um Mm -hmm. and yeah, I liked this one, but I guess I, I love so many of Camila Cabello's songs. Like, her album is so mm. good. Like, if you like Havana um, or Havana, you will, like, mm-hmm. just love her whole album. Um, yeah. And I was like, I would have rather him pick a different one because, like, I knew those ones better. And I didn't actually know this song that well, but I think he does mm. a good job on it. And I love the violin that goes throughout the song. It's like yeah. this haunting wailing sound. Um, and there's an amazing violin solo, like, in the middle of it or near the end. Um, that sounds so cool. And it almost, like, made me feel like that the violin was the crying that's happening in the club like it sort of like reflected the crying um Mm -hmm. and he just turns it into this like really cool irish folky music sound and i I guess like that's also like i said how his band influences like the way they do covers as well Um, Mm -hmm. so i thought the way they changed up this song from like quite a like poppy song to like this more like folky version rocky Mm -hmm. folk version is really awesome yeah definitely um do you have anything to say about that one no crying in the club's not my favorite camilla Mm -hmm. song i don't like it that much um i do think the violin was cool and again i just the recordings of this like there's none that i feel like sound that good Mm -hmm. so i don't really listen to it um and i kind of wish that he would have done consequences instead that would have been cool because i feel like that would have sounded pretty with his voice and i love that song that one would never be the same or my Mm -hmm. favorite yeah she's got so many good ones and then did you see her perform what was it the amas no i keep meaning to watch that you have to watch it it was amazing she really just her voice is spectacular and the way she like can like sharply hit notes like just like reach for them and get the note perfectly is really amazing it's not like a slide up to them it's like she just nails it and i think you can really see that in that live performance um all right, then we have Drag Me Down, of course, a One Direction song. Yes. I feel like this is another one that just gets the audience so excited, brings back that 1D feel. Um, the opening also doesn't really sound like it's going to be Drag Me Down. So if someone's not, isn't familiar with that opening, like the musical opening. That happened to me. Then you're like, what? And then like it, you get so excited because it starts. Okay, that happened to me at the show because they did. they started playing it and everyone was like, 
were like screaming and cheering and I was like, wait, what is yeah. this? Because it doesn't sound I, like, like didn't it. Know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then comparing it to the 1D version, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's got, it's similar. It's not as much as Harry changed up, like, what makes you beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's, like, more, like, cool guitar solos in it. Uh, and then there's, like, Harry doesn't do his, like, Niall doesn't do, like, the runs that Harry did and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, it was fun, you know, bringing this one into his live performances. What did you think? Yeah, I really enjoy that he did this, chose this as a cover. I think it, like, fits his set really well. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, one that you can dance to and sing along to. Like, it's very fun to hear him do it live. Um, And then we have uh, Where the Streets Have No Name, which is a U2 song. And, again, he performed this just at the Dublin show. Um, I feel, again, this fits his music really well it reminds me of that sort of highway driving music um Mm -hmm. i don't think i knew it that i don't really know u2's music that much yeah um but i just i did like this one and i i think i'm encouraged more to like listen to these covers now that i actually have them on mp3 and i'll get more familiar Mm -hmm. with what they sound like um Mm -hmm. but it does make me be like oh wow this like musical genre is like quite cool maybe i should go look into you know, like 80s rock. Not that U2 is from the 80s, right? No, they're from later. They are. are. They? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, and like, yeah, that. <laughs> this song came out in the 80s for sure. Ah, okay. What did you think of this one? I love this song so much. Um, I, I so wish that I would have been able to hear him do it at my show. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite songs. It's definitely one of my favorite U2 songs. And, Again, I feel like his voice sounded so incredible in this song. And there's just, like, it fits him so Mm -hmm. well. Like, the opening of this song with the guitars is, like, one of my favorite, like, pieces of music, Mm. like, ever. Like, the Nile version or the original? Both of them. They both do the similar thing. Yeah, it just starts out with this, like, electric guitar and bass. And, like, it's just the way that it sounds, like... It's hard to describe it, but, like, if you listen to it, you'll know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Like, that that intro just, like, makes me feel so many things. And I think this is a really beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And Niall did it so well. Yeah. Oh, he did. He picked some really good covers. And they just they just all fit yeah. really well with his voice. Yeah. I'm, like, not um, super familiar with YouTube, but I had, like, two of their albums growing up. The one that this song is on. And then... The other one that, like, Beautiful Day is on. Um, I forget what it's called. I don't know. But So I, like, have listened to these songs a lot, a mm-hmm. lot. Because it, it's such a funny thing because, like, now with, like, Spotify and the internet, like, I listen to hundreds of songs yeah. a week. And it's, like, it's cool. But also, like, you don't get to know a lot of songs right. because you're just on to the next one and you can't find, the, you know, like, I'll, I'll, like, save something in my Spotify and then I you know forget about it because I'd have to scroll and scroll and scroll Mm. to find it whereas when I was growing up like I would have a cd and I would maybe only have like a handful of cds so like I would listen to music over and over again and like absorb it so much more Mm. and these U2 songs U2 songs definitely that happened with them because like I had this cd and it only had like maybe 20 or 30 cds yeah all all in total so I would just listen to it a lot 
Yeah, that's so interesting. And then you like realize they're so ingrained into you because like you soaked them in so much as a child and like yeah. you can just like randomly sing nostalgia. lyrics and you're like, what? That's still in my brain? Like, Yeah, like when I, when I hear this guitar opening of this song, I'm just like, I just feel so much because I'm like, wow, like I've listened to yeah. that so many times. That's so funny. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I I do listen to a lot of different music, but I don't just like play a like I don't have Spotify so like I use Apple Mm -hmm. music but it's always music that I'm picking I'm not like oh let me choose a station so yeah I do that too I don't do like stations I like pick the yeah I guess I mean I definitely listen to a lot of music way more than you would have the opportunity to before but I still love that Mm -hmm. like when I like an album like I'll just listen to that on repeat like the the latest one I've just been listening to is Maren Morris like just so so much just again and again I did the same like with BB Rexa like I just take an album and listen to it again and again and again so yeah I really want to start like getting I want to like do some challenges for myself of like of like just like listening to music and absorbing it more Mm. like I don't know it's hard because there's just like with the internet there's just like so much constantly all the time But I feel like it would be cool to just, like, give yourself, like, one album to just, like, this is what you're going to listen to mm-hmm. for the week. Yeah. And just, like, see how that is. And see how quickly you get to know it. And, like, yeah. know all the little bits and find out new things each time you listen. Yeah. Yeah, because I was listening to a podcast um, called Analyze This, which is Hannah Hart and her friend, her best friend, who's also named Hannah. And her best friend, who's Hannah Gelb, was, was saying that her therapist actually – suggested a challenge for her that she read 100 pages a day wow um and she like did it for a week and I was like I want to do that yeah that's a great challenge even like 25 pages a day like 100 might seem too daunting and then you don't do it yeah but like right yeah those are good yeah because I just like yeah because I feel like it's hard with if you have like anxiety like sometimes the internet can just like fuel it so much because mm. <laughs> it's just like constant like everything's like new and it's constantly like negative and just like at you like all the time yeah. and like I feel like it'd be nice to slow down mm-hmm. and just absorb some art yeah definitely anyways I don't I honestly don't even know what I'm talking about at this point I feel yeah um <laughs> Um, all right, Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. Do you have anything to say about this one? Because I didn't write anything, but I liked it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I like this song. Um, I like Tom Petty quite a lot. Um, again, he's one of those 80s um, artists. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I really like this song. I'm glad that Niall did it. Um, I didn't see... Um, I didn't see him perform it. So, like, again, I don't, like, listen to his cover right. that much. But I think it's cool. Um, and, yeah, I'm into him covering Tom Petty. Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know Tom Petty's music. You know the song Free Falling? Oh, yes. That's him. That's Tom Petty. I probably mm-hmm. would recognize it. Like, I know I've heard his name before, but I couldn't yeah. be like, oh, I know his music and what he does. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, and then we have New York State of Mind, which I do know, a Billy Joel song. Um, Mm -hmm. I really loved this one. I thought, I don't know, just it's, again, one of those special moments when someone covers a song that's so well known um, that, like, everyone gets excited about it. 
because they can sing along and they know the lyrics and you have mm-hmm. such a classic song being covered by your favorite artists. So you, it's really interesting to see those interpretations. It sounds like you knew a lot of the songs already that Niall covered, but I I didn't know mm-hmm. a lot of them. So when I hear a song that I did know, it was like, oh, this is exciting. Not that I heard this because he didn't perform it at every... Um, right whatever but just listening to it like I know this song so it's cool to see his interpretation of it rather than like Mm -hmm. some of the ones that I don't know how the artists originally did it um yeah and his voice sounds so smooth and like quite deep and like full on this I just I feel like he totally nailed this and like we were saying at the beginning it like shows his growth particularly in particularly on this song I feel like he just Mm -hmm. sounds like so strong so I really liked this yeah yeah, I thought this song was really cool, and also I also thought it was cool because it was quite different from yeah a lot of the other well different from the other covers and from his own album. Like, it just has a very different feel, mm-hmm. and like really shows off his like versatility with his vocals. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like he can do that like smooth singing so yeah. well. Yeah, I totally agree. It was it it does stand out differently than some of the other covers he's chosen. Yeah. Um, then we have Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles. Um, yes. Again, that, like, 80s theme. I really like mm-hmm. it. It's it's cool to s- know that, like, a- Eagles are, like, one of Niall's, you know, biggest inspirations, I think he's said. It makes me so happy. And then he gets to perform their song. <laughs> like, that's just such a cool thing to know that, you know, your favorite artist is performing a song by their favorite artist. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah so the Eagles... Um, the original Eagles, um, Don Henley was a member. Oh, okay. Um, and Don Henley is like the person who Niall's like obsessed yeah. with most. Um, and Don Henley, after he left the Eagles, uh, put out Boys of Summer, which I'm sure you know. Which song is that? Boys, you don't know Boys of Summer? The Atari did it later. I don't know. Maybe I know it. Um, it's like, man, Boys of Summer has been. Mm, don't know. Oh my God, maybe you don't know this song. <laughs> I'm so old. I might know it, and I'm just not knowing it. No, you probably don't. Yeah. It's a really good song. Okay. Uh, you should listen to okay. it. Okay. <laughs> um, and actually, <laughs> when we were preparing for this episode, I was like, because Boys of Summer is like one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, Niall should cover this. And then I was like, no, Louis should cover this Ooh. song. <gasps> okay, you don't know the song. Anyone listening who knows Boys of Summer, imagine Louis doing it. Wow. And die. So because... amazing. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I definitely want to talk about also who we want to see Louis cover on his tour if he does tour for sure that would be a fun conversation um but yeah I don't yeah I knew this song maybe a bit um yeah so it was cool to see him do this one did you have anything else to say about life in the fast lane I don't think so I think it's a cool song yeah um yeah um and then finally we have slow hands featuring Taylor Swift which is just a Nile song but it's different than the ones he's done before because he sung it with her um and you know I love bringing Taylor Swift onto this podcast because I'm a fan um uh yeah still waiting for the other boys to show up at her tour at some point um but I think it was cool to see a song that we know like become one that's a duet um mm-hmm. I thought it worked well for Slow Hands, I think. 
Uh, yeah. I, I know the recording versions aren't great. I, I hope Taylor, like, compiles. I always want her to just to do a compilation where she just puts every, like, uh, collaboration that she's done into, like, one documentary or oh. something and then put out, like, an album of all the, like, covers with the people. Like, good yeah. quality versions of them. Obviously, they're all live versions, but still, I feel like that would be really fun to listen to. Right. Um, yeah. What did you think of this? Um, I... Uh, uh, okay, uh, so... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, the truth is just that I haven't... I, like, I know I, I know I watched it when it came out, but I haven't re- revisited yeah. I don't really remember it. Yeah. And I was... I meant to prepare, but I didn't. And I don't want to lie and be like, it was great, because I don't really remember. But I'm sure it was great. Yeah. Well, I think it's so much fun seeing, like them get up on stage and then like perform it together like you just have another artist who's also huge upstate up on stage and you're like both singing it and like taylor dances around and like she gets really into it um and like there's like interaction between the two artists and it's just it's really fun to like i don't know i always love seeing that i like collaborations a lot i guess yeah i remember i i do remember the um when she brought um troy savon on her up with her yeah because um, I watched that and I thought that was super cool. Mm-hmm. And she's been doing less. Like last time she did one for every single stop. I can't imagine how much that took to like get someone. Oh wow, different. the coordination. Yeah, this time it's not every stop. Um, okay. But you know, I I yeah, I really like them when she does those. They're fun. Yeah. Um, and that is the last of them. This has been a very long episode. Um, if you could say, I know, but wait, are we going to talk about what we want him to cover? Or are we doing that on TV? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, if you could say one song just to keep it short that you want to see Niall mm, cover. No, no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't do one song. You have too many. Well, I have a list. Oh, okay. I want to talk about them. Uh, well, we don't have time to go through in depth about them. So maybe we'll move it to TDDL. Okay. So, if you want to hear Lucia's list of songs that she wants Niall to cover, <laughs> and you want to hear us go through the silly uh, Twitter, what's it called? Uh, polls that I've done. Polls. About different things. I don't know if you guys saw those, but we'll talk about what we would say and the the percentages that you guys let us know um and then also sort of i don't know what we'll get to but my finishing comments about what we want to see from nile in the future and i'm sure that's going to be a conversation that we continue to have on this podcast before his next yeah. album comes out um go check out patreon.com slash talk direction because that will be over there on talk direction down low and we're trying to bump up our patreon again it's a slow process but we're slowly doing it <laughs> um yeah. so yeah, my mom just joined. Yeah, honestly, so great. <laughs> Shout out to Lucia's mom. Um, but yeah, check us out over there. And we'd love to hear what you guys thought. Which of your of Niall's covers are your favorites? All that good stuff. Wait, do you have, if you could pick one song, do you have one that you'd want to cover? I don't know. We'll have to find out on TDDL, I guess. It's all okay. secretive now. <laughs> um, and yeah just remember to go vote and go participate in our big voting giveaway where you just have to retweet tag two friends telling them to vote and show us proof that you did vote and you could win some really cool pins stickers and perhaps something else it'll all be on our twitter so go check that out and go vote tomorrow 
Um, and yes. if you have friends who can't get a ride, go pick them up. If you have the ability to get them there or help them or, you know, whatever, because there's not always transportation for people. So whatever you can do to help out, encourage your friends to vote, all that good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you for listening to episode 154 of Talk Direction. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Go to our Tumblr, talkdirection.tumblr.com, where Lucia is putting links to things we talked about on episodes. Um, and our Yes, I am doing Very that. good. Um, our Instagram, which is Talk Direction, and you can follow us individually on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Caitlin I R Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C A I T L I N. And Lucia, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O L U C C I A O H. And make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes so that you get a notification every time we release an episode. Um, and you can follow us on SoundCloud as well. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 155. Bye. Bye. Some folks like to get away, take a holiday from the neighborhood. Help it fly to Miami Beach. Oh, Hollywood. I'll take I'm in a new year.